0: So how was class
1: great i left the car on
0: (laughs) yes why don't you uh, elaborate for our listeners on that
1: listen what happened was i went straight from working to teaching to cooking chicken that i thought was raw and then i walked in i was like damn i smell like chicken and then there was a person waiting for me at the door so i was like gotta go gotta go gotta go and then i the car was beeping at me and it was like you left your key in the car i was like nick left his key in the car but it turns out it was like, bitch, you left your car on. In love, in love with movies.
0: Well, hello movie lovers and welcome to In Love with Movies. I'm Danny and I'm Nick.
1: And this is In Love with Movies. Nick just said that.
0: <laughs> I sure did. What is it we do on In Love with Movies, Danny?
1: Oh, we talk about the love and we talk about what else, Nick?
0: Movies.
1: sneak
0: So we're not doing the the Nick Danny bit anymore? Is that dropped now?
1: I don't know, Danny. You oh, tell dear. me.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, uh, movie lovers, if you've stumbled onto this podcast, maybe you found us because uh, we got some traction with some some uh, trailer reaction videos. we're
1: famous!
0: Far from it, but we are getting a little bit more of an audience, and I appreciate that. So welcome, thank you, for if you're a returning listener, also welcome to you. You already know that we love you.
1: <sighs>
0: Although Danny apparently is tired of all of you. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps just me.
1: I'm just tired
0: that's okay that's been a, a long day it's allowed to happen it's been a long week it's been a long it's been it has actually been a yeah, rough
1: day <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs>
1: it's tuesday 11.
0: <loving. laughs> um, well but here on this uh podcast we appreciate all forms of love love is love but we also like to get to know each other through movies and get to know our loved ones through the movies that they share with us and today we are discussing what movie in the second half danielle
1: a league of their own
0: a league of their own and he, had you seen this movie before
1: apparently not <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little bit more on that later on but before we get to that uh we're gonna have a little bit of a topic here we normally cover at the beginning if we don't have a guest danielle and i try to come up with something that's a little bit about us discussing love uh, when you get to the second half if you're watching this uh, on either spotify or youtube you may notice that we are dressed differently. <laughs> Surprise! A little bit of a behind the scenes. Sorry to ruin uh, the podcast magic for everyone, but uh, we are recording these two different halves about two or three weeks apart. Isn't that right, Danny?
1: hmm
0: Yeah, and we're doing that because... I'm too busy. No, that's actually not the, what I was going to say, although how long it took for us to get the second half had something to do with that. <laughs> no, so movie lovers, just a little peek behind the curtain. I... Knowing that we were not going to have guests for this episode, we were trying to hit a league of their own because of the new uh, TV series coming out, uh, out very much so by the time you all are listening to this. But we wanted to try and cover League of Their Own because Danny had seen it, all these other reasons, and then knowing it would be just the two of us, I said, "Hey, Danny, you know what would be really awesome?" if you <laughs> there you go there's that improv skill it would be really awesome if maybe you came up with something uh that would give us something to talk about in the first half and would would since we don't have a couple to just bounce off of give us a little bit more of a love topic uh you know and, and it would really mean a lot to me if you took ownership of that and did something really cool with it. do you remember that
1: yeah and so i did come up with a. that's love what topic. i was gonna say
0: my lovely wife go ahead
1: uh okay listen I came up with a love topic, and then when I pitched it to Nick, he was like, I'm not ready. I can't improvise.
0: There you go. And that's what I was going to say. She took the assignment. She did exactly what I asked for. Had this really cool idea, which I will have her explain in a minute, and then expected me to be able to come up with this answer to this uh, question and idea within an hour. And that created an existential crisis where I had to seriously consider my uh, values and think about (laughs) what is important to me in my life and my.
1: (laughs) No, it's on now. It's good okay what were you saying
0: i genuinely don't know <laughs> you're
1: having an existential crisis i
0: was i was having an existential crisis uh audio just got dropped movie lovers so there's probably an edit in here sorry about that mm-hmm. boy it is just one of those episodes apparently
1: it just doesn't it's not meant to happen I so do. let me explain my side of things nick was like pick a prompt i said i got this i'm an improviser so what the topic i wanted to talk about was because we've been on all these bachelor bachelorette parties. I was thinking about girl gangs. I was thinking about a baseball team, you know, uh-huh, assembling uh-huh, your uh-huh. team. And so I was like, come up with your dream gang, de- dream team. I said, like, dream group of friends. I don't know. I didn't really have it flushed I out. Think,
0: I think you're exactly Okay. So I love that admission that she didn't <laughs> I exactly have, it have the answer. Out. But you said, come up with your idea, like your dream squad. Squad. Was your, squad. Was your word? Yeah. Because
1: yeah, I've been around a lot of ladies lately. And frankly, I'm having a great time.
0: Well, that's great. I love women. But that prompt, while it seems like just this frivolous thing that Danielle threw out there and was able to apparently still come up with it on the fly weeks later, that caused me to have to think about, like, well, what is it do I look for in friendships? What are the most important things? And I ask for parameters. What are the sort of do we mean that we need somebody to fill a specific role? Are we looking for a catcher, a coach and a first baseman? Are we doing with the baseball metaphor? And she's like, no, nah, not really. And then I was like, well, then what do you mean? I don't know. Just your squad. <laughs> it was a great idea that I just needed more time and more barrier, more boundaries for, not barriers, boundaries for. So we talked about it. We had some boundaries. We created some boundaries. There's still a loose enough feeling for Danielle, apparently. Uh, But so that is where we come to. And that is what we have. So explain (laughs) to us, Danielle, what is your squad? Do you want to go member to member, like one, one? Or do you want to go, uh, you know, all of yours and then all of mine? How do you want to do this?
1: Uh, I'm just going to talk and then you talk and then I'll talk and then you talk. So my squad, I was thinking about this.
0: Does Does anyone else listening to this think that that didn't answer my question? Or am I the only one? People okay. just
1: stopped listening to this podcast. Like, what is this bitch talking about?
0: Uh, Yeah. And they're referring to me as the bitch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just thinking about love comes in all forms and it okay. comes in like, okay. you know, like me to feel full, I think, in a group of friends and especially in a group of ladies. I got like my people, my people for different things okay. and like. Truly, I keep saying this, but being around so many women the past couple of weeks used to being around women used to be hard for me. I'd always compare myself to others. Girls are not typically nice to each other, especially when they're younger. I got bullied a lot when I was in high school and younger and older. I even got bullied in college. But it was very refreshing to be even though we were being wild and wearing wigs and uh, going to cowboy stripper shows and whoop, doing whoop. all this stuff uh, It's very nice to be fulfilled by different women and different just groups of friends and I don't know it's still a very loose idea and I'm sorry but can I tell you so my squad I got like these different personalities and okay. I, I yes, do think please I surround do tell me. myself I would love with... to hear this <laughs> so
0: waiting with bated breath
1: my squad I'm gonna give you like four or five people okay
0: oh okay see I'm, I'm I didn't even get a number movie lovers
1: my first person <laughs> someone that I always want with me someone that's gonna be a true like true love not like true love, but, you know, will truly show love through honesty. I need someone who's always going to be honest with me no matter what. And so we're we're picking fictional squads, right? I have a real-life squad that I love, and I'm not going to name names, but that you know who you are, my squad.
0: We have a previous episode that talks about love, yeah. girl oh. love, and lady love, and, and, and maybe I'll put that in the show notes if I can figure out which episode that is. Yeah. And please go back to that to hear all about Danielle's real friends that actually <laughs> support her in real life. But...
1: But on my fictional squad, I need an honest lady. And you know who that would be, Nick? Can you guess? uh, No idea. Really?
0: I did. Nicole Byer. but she's not, you know, fictional.
1: She's also on my squad, but uh, Wonder Woman. Okay. Okay. I can download Wonder Woman. I need Wonder Woman. She's very like pious and very, um, she upholds rules. And I'm not a rule follower, but she would also always tell me the truth.
0: Okay. So I got this she's got that lasso of truth right and if you're Mm -hmm. if you're not telling the truth just make other people tell the truth Mm
1: -hmm. exactly question though Mm
0: -hmm. see i'm i'm enough of a nerd and this is this is this is a a perfect example movie lovers of why this
1: this prompt was a problem for me
0: okay so do we mean gal gadot uh from the movies wonder woman are we talking about some version of the comics are we talking about uh some particular story that you think of what
1: I like when she comes out of the bunker and she goes, pum, 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 pum,
0: yes, because her honesty was very much on display <laughs> in that amazing um, moment from the first Wonder Woman. Movie let me just Gal have Gaudet. Wonder
1: Woman. Okay, who's your All first right,
0: Wonder Woman. We're not going any further than that. Correct. Oh, dearie me. Oh, my. Oh, me oh my. Okay. So. I have to give a bit of a preface i still had no idea what how what number we were supposed to be going with um i had no idea if there were specific slots in terms of honesty that we were going with so this is part of where it became an existential crisis for me and i had to think about what are the important things for me in terms of friendship okay and that was something I've been wrestling with. Cause it's like, I like to think I could be friends with anyone and, and, and have relationships with anyone. And, and so what is it that's core and critical for me? And I kind of came across thinking about some of these like, worst times i can't remember if i've shared it on the podcast but i can remember just like being vulnerable with friends male friends especially in high school uh saying things like talking about girls and i can remember this one particular story that literally ended in a physical fight with me and some other guy that was kind of a peripheral friend where i was like yeah man i mean sometimes it's nice when you're lying naked with a lady and you're just lying there skin to skin contact physical touch is my one of my love languages go back to our previous episodes to hear about that not even talking about sex at the time. And the dudes made so much fun of me. And that idea of like that emotional vulnerability being, you know, slapped back in your face and made fun of. So I realized I need sort of that ability to be um, one's true self with their friends. And that's the only way you're going to really get close to me uh, as a friend. And and some, some friends have stayed that way and, and, and been with my life through that, but that is to get at like, so then I started Googling like, Emotionally sensitive characters or uh, other phrases. I'm thinking emotionally uh, patience or uh, need for emotional presence. Lots of different ways of phrases that I eventually came upon. And Danielle is going to hate this. Uh-oh. My fellow scientific movie lovers are going to love it. Uh-oh. There is something called the open source psychometrics project. Okay. Which has taken fictional characters and used scientifically sound personality measures okay and so you know how you can do like the buzzfeed of like which character are you okay Mm -hmm. instead of that garbage which is almost always a typology where it's like there's four possible characters there's four answers to all 10 of the questions and each one of those answers is clearly one of those characters right instead they took more than 400 different survey metrics and 400 different characters and they had people rate them in terms of all these multiple things like hexaco 16 pf which i talk about all the time because it's where i discovered social boldness and the fact that i'm an introvert uh, the big five which anybody knows all kinds of stuff all right So again, open source psychometrics project, it's interesting, it's fascinating, and then I went down this rabbit hole and was cross-listing all of these different sort of phrases like loyalty, one-faced as opposed to two-faced, giving or taking, wholesome reassuring altruistic and then i found like some other cooler characters so danielle was like totally in <laughs> shock movie lovers who are just listening to this you you don't get to see this face of like what the
1: When did you even do all this research this is why you needed more than an hour huh? uh, yes
0: this is, and, and and that doesn't even count the like again existential crisis that i had to go through just to get to the point where i could then have the right search terms So I bring all of this up to say, like, across all of these, and it gives you correlations in terms of, and they had these great lists of top 25, bottom 25, because they're all um, polar uh, scales, like extrovert, introvert. There was one name that kept coming up. Yeah. One name in almost every single one of these lists of personality traits that I was interested in. And it was one that I should have known and thought of first. Can I guess? What's the name? Clark Kent. Great guess clark kent superman does come up on later ones also smallville's clark kent kept coming up on a couple of them but he is not the name that come up on came up on like i kid you not i went through at least a dozen of these possible personality traits and one name kept ending up in the top 25 jesus Fic- <laughs> fictional characters oh sorry fictional characters <laughs> <laughs> i'm putting that away ted lasso oh!
1: Makes sense.
0: Ted Lasso, Aww. and I was like, that makes total sense. Even me and my friends, we sometimes joke that we are the Diamond Dogs because we're trying to like be men who actually share feelings with each other. For those of you who don't know, Ted Lasso is an amazing show on Apple. You should watch it if you can borrow someone's uh screen, if you if, screener, if you if you don't already have a login for that. But Ted Lasso, that character, he is just like he's there. He's going to be the coach. He's going to bring up everybody's energy, and at the same time, he's going to create a space where everybody can bring their true selves to any given outing so ted lasso is my first name because he's awesome he's upbeat but at the same time he's got layers himself you get into that second season and he's got some deep shit that he's getting through too so
1: yeah that's a good one that took a very long time for you you i promise the rest
0: will be quicker because the rest of the names come from a lot of those but i don't have to give the background
1: take that test that quiz
0: um they did actually have a here take this quiz and it'll tell you like which character you are based upon how well you correlate with these given personality traits that others have rated those characters on see yes.
1: i'm not the only one who thinks about this stuff the internet also thinks about this stuff so i didn't even know any of this existed this just came from my head so I'm this gonna-
0: isn't some squad thing this is like they they took the buzzfeed idea and we're like you know what we're gonna do with the buzzfeed bowl because everyone who listens to us knows that i hate personality types instead we're gonna use personality traits sound psychometrically propertied uh tests sorry continue okay number two
1: (laughs) i didn't use any sources except for my brain and as nick was just talking and i i trailed off a little bit uh... (laughs)
0: that's 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 our marriage movie lovers (laughs) she just
1: stops listening to me at times all the words that nick says because there's a lot of them um, that's so I fair, still haven't fair. had my full team, but I was thinking someone, I was also thinking I need someone who's really going to lift me up and okay, is going to like okay. be kind my, like my support perso. Okay. I like perso. this. My support person.
0: Your support perso.
1: And that person is Leslie Nope.
0: Leslie Nope is one of the names that came up on my list. Uh, she may or may not. I had her as a, as a sort of a, I didn't know how deep I was going to have to go on this bench. Leslie was on the list as
1: well. Oh, could I have her though? Cause I said her first.
0: <sighs> I guess. Why else? So you just like Leslie Nope because she's going to bring you up. She's going to she's going to make sure. Yeah, herself. she's always
1: like, and you big, beautiful, wild, wonderful. She's always but then she's also like a go getter. And actually, one of the best compliments someone has ever given to me was a student who hadn't met me. And she raised her hand and she goes, you remind me of Leslie Nope. And I said, oh, my God, ah,
0: the vapors, the vapors.
1: But also, I have friends who tell me I remind them of Leslie Nope, And like that's just she's just a great character. She's a little lost sometimes, and Uh she gets herself into weird predicaments sometimes, but she's always truthful and honest and tries really, really hard for the common good.
0: Agreed. And I would argue that some of the things that you have in common with her is like she is comically overbooked in her life. There's jokes about her just like not sleeping and staying up all night, (laughs) creating binders and like, where does she find the time to do the things that she does? I feel that way about you on a fairly regular basis.
1: Yeah, I would like to be here, but if I can't be here, I would like her to be in my squad.
0: Okay. okay. All right.
1: Who you got next?
0: All right. So in addition to this, this was actually one of the harder ones that I had to find. So there's a bunch of others that I will continue to list from some of those other lists, but then there were ones that I had to like search cool guys. Right. And once I knew I needed at least somebody that would be able to be earnest at times or, or would not make fun of people in sort of a mean spirited way, but I wanted a cool guy. Somebody who's going to bring the party. Somebody who's going to bring the fun. And I picked Peter Vinkman. (laughs) DK. <laughs> Movie lovers, at least some people immediately know who Peter Venkman is. Peter Venkman is Bill Murray's character from Ghostbusters. Oh. So he's funny, he's, de- he's maybe admittedly a little bit uh, outdated and misogynistic, but he's like always I think trying to go for the joke and I think in the right crowd of dudes that misogyny could be tamped down he is always kind of poking fun at people and maybe playing pranks type of dude uh, but also you know doesn't seem mean spirited with those things and, and and I always felt at least from those movies uh, that you know he with Egon and uh, I'm forgetting Dan Aykroyd's character right now but like those guys are kind of like way nerdier than he is but he's able to sort of meet them on their level and he brings up their cool factor just a little bit so I definitely would probably be more of a Dan Aykroyd's character uh, from Ghostbusters so I need somebody to bring up my uh, my coolness
1: cool all right you ready for my next person let's
0: bring it what's three
1: okay I wanted someone that was rich (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay yep. all right i have a rich one next very good oh really yeah we, jo-
1: we didn't even talk about this um in my real life friend group i don't really have a rich friend unfortunately <laughs> we're all in education but uh i just chose the one of the rich women so my squad's all women obviously off the top of my head i was just Sexist. thinking yep miranda priestly
0: okay <laughs> wait wait hold up miranda Priestley from uh, devil wears prada yes you actually think that would be a fun person to have no around i you? said
1: rich person
0: okay do you As, think she's gonna give money to your friend group for absolutely no reason
1: at the end of the movie she has a bit of a transformation she has
0: like a moment of weakness with one particular character
1: let me have it okay all right
0: we'll it. <laughs> all right i i don't personally see why miranda priestly would
1: do you have another richer woman that you could think of Okay, I really didn't plan this out until, like, as we are sitting right now.
0: Okay, you know who it's going to be? What's the character's name from that show, Loot, played by Maya Rudolph?
1: I don't know her name. I've only watched three episodes, but that's a good one. Yeah, okay. that's a good idea. She has
0: more money than she even knows what to do with. You're she doesn't right. care what happens with it, and she's desperately looking for friends, and she uses her money to get them.
1: All right, you're right. Okay who's your rich person all right
0: you look up her actual name while i give you my rich person now as much as i gave danielle shit for uh not having somebody that would actually bankroll or having a justification for it my person probably wouldn't have any care to give us money either but my argument here is that perhaps this person won't know the money's being gone because they're another person that has more money than they know what to do with tony stark
1: oh that's a good one
0: basically when i thought of Who's going to bankroll our fun adventures? Who's the person in popular culture that seems to bankroll other people's adventures? It was either Tony Stark or Batman. Bruce Wayne. And Bruce Wayne is just way too dour, way too serious, way too brutish. And I already am like a sad, dark, brutish person. So I didn't need more of that. I wanted less of it. So I went with Tony Stark. I like it. Okay. Did you find the character's name?
1: Yeah, her name's Molly something or other
0: (laughs) molly something or other from the show loot that's going to be your bankroll yeah all right did you have any other slots or characters
1: yeah i have the the person who is always a fun time always looking to do something crazy is kind of like off their rocker you said Nicole but that's not a fictional character so i thought i would bring in a fictional character um megan from bridesmaids played by melissa mccarthy okay i'm
0: down for that yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) honestly that is my favorite role that she's ever played i think it's hysterical and she's like genuinely a kind good human but is always like hey we're gonna do all these things and like she ends up i haven't seen that movie in so long we should should, watch it again we We should
0: watch it for this i'd love that
1: but uh she ends up with a bunch of dogs at some point right
0: (laughs) she's down to clown she's always open for a fun crazy time yes but yeah she's also not a dick
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i like her
0: i like that okay mm-hmm. i like that mm-hmm. all right should i just go through a couple of honorable mentions that don't really fill any specific slots now then okay does that work for you sure all right so some other ones that i found that kind of go along with the themes of just good-hearted individuals uh to be with things samwise Gamgee.
1: yep i know exactly who that is <laughs> 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 wait can i guess who that is
0: please do uh
1: in Rogue one. Nope. Blind person.
0: A good guess. I've got somebody else filling the rogue one blind person type of role. What? Um Samwise Gamgee is Frodo's, uh, constant companion in lord of the rings samwise Gamgee is always there for his friend he's the most loyal i think he was literally number one in terms of the loyalty for those lists that i was talking about and i didn't want him to be the only guy that was kind of my support structure because frankly frodo kind of abuses him as a friend and is not very nice and samwise is just like he's that friend who's always there for you and it's nice to have him there he's always going to make you feel better but he's also like going to get taken advantage of and i feel bad doing that so i wanted to have him be balanced out with other individuals to go off of you just mentioned uh, the the blind character, I think his name's Chirrut from uh, Rogue One. Not him. Why why go for a partial Jedi or a somewhat Force adjacent person when you could bring your spiritual center, Obi Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor himself? I would take Obi Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan, or Clone Wars TV show Obi Wan would be the character that I would bring along. I like that. He's gonna be there. He can he can help like protect us if we get into some stupid stuff uh if it it really comes to fisticuffs but also he's going to be there to cool the situation down uh and would i've been working a lot on my mindfulness and my spirituality and i think that obi-wan could be a very good mentor in that regard as well
1: cool do i get to say honorable mentions
0: i assumed but do you want to go back and forth or do you want me to finish i just burped that's great
1: um i want to go now Okay, go. A <laughs> person that I is I would like to be friends with, and I am friends with a real life lawyer, but uh Elle Woods would be a great friend, I think. Very because good. Because she's beautiful but yep. not stuck up Correct. and everyone likes her and uh-huh. she always wants to do the right thing. And um she has a cute little dog. Okay. Yeah. And you said two, so I'm gonna say another one. Go for it. Uh, also Gracie Lou Freebush. Just in case you need protection. There you, you go. Know?
0: Yeah. She would break a mofo's arm if he spoke wrong to you. Sing. Yeah.
1: Solar plex, instep, nose, groin.
0: This is how I know my wife will actually be able to protect herself if anything were to happen to her on the <laughs> mean streets of Chicago.
1: You just got to sing.
0: Just Gotta Sing. Very good. I like both of those choices. Thank you. And not surprising because they are two of your most (laughs) favorite characters. And I feel like I made this joke when you said like, I don't know, a, a panel of five people who are characters from popular culture. And I think I literally said to you, could you name five different characters from popular culture?
1: I just did.
0: Okay, there you go. That's but notice <laughs> they're all movies we have covered. Movies that are uh, some of Danny's favorites, which is also totally fine.
1: I'm not gonna know a character from a movie I've never seen. D-
0: Touche. I have two others. <laughs> okay. One kind of fits in the same slot um, as Samwise for different reasons, and one kind of fits in the same slot as Obi Wan for different reasons. But mm-hmm. I could not, if I was going to put together a list of my besties, mm-hmm. people I would want to be close friends with, I could not neglect superman so then the only question was which version of superman right Are we going with the small villa we're we going with the comic book i ended up deciding mm-hmm. to go for a somewhat obscure one the brandon routh superman right. from superman returns uh-huh. and movie lovers if you are a fan of the superman returns movie you may know that's the one with evan spacey uh he also probably shouldn't be named anymore but he plays lex Luthor. turns out he actually is a super villain in real life unfortunately uh but brandon routh it was sort of a continuation of the 1978 superman like if that series of four movies kind of ended after one or two and then we have brandon routh playing basically christopher reeves but looking much more like henry cavill which is why i would pick brandon routh as superman
1: hmm.
0: my yeah. other is someone who's going to be able to fix anything. Let's say we're we're on a road trip and the car breaks down, some stuff goes south. Uh, We just need somebody who's going to be there, but also is going to be empathetic and is going to be this person's name I first noticed on the like most one-faced. like They're very straightforward. They're not going to go behind your back or anything like that. It's a character that's named, and I had to write her name down because I was just thinking of her as the mechanic from the show Firefly, but her name is Kaylee. Fry Kaylee Fry is if you do you ever watch the show Even Stevens?
1: Yes, okay, I thought you were gonna say Fireflies, absolutely not. Uh,
0: the girl in Even Stevens is the actress who plays (laughs) there. You go. Uh, the girl in Even Stevens is the actress who plays this character, Kaylee Fry. Uh, I also kind of have the hots for a little bit, so you know, like I feel like lots of friend groups need to have that. If you're gonna have uh same sex uh, or opposite sex, rather, couplings or things like that. Maybe there needs to be tension, a little bit of will there, won't they? Energy. Uh, the answer is, won't they? I'm a happily married man, but you know, <laughs> I always had a crush on her, and that character is just really, I think, a lot of fun and very kind, and it would be always very genuine and be there for you, and would fix any problem that you created.
1: Her name is on the top of my tongue. Kaylee Fry. No, the actual actress's name.
0: Oh darn it! Kristen I could look Crane. that up.
1: Yeah, look it up. Well, I tell you, my final person who's not a person they're a cat no No. their name is Thackeray Binks oh my
0: goodness (laughs) but you want Thackeray Binks as a cat you don't want like
1: Thackeray Binks is also hot as a ghost
0: that's what I'm saying
1: hmm no I want a cat in my group I love cats
0: I feel like you only picked a guy because because you picked a girl yeah basically Oh, you know what? I'm also confusing which movie it is, or which TV show it was. It wasn't even Stevens. <gasps> Don't be mad at me. Uh-oh. 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 Nick got his movies and his, his people wrong, his actors and actresses. You are thinking of Ren Stevens was Christy See,
1: Carlson yeah, was Christy. Romano. Yes, I knew go. that. Christy I knew Christy Carlson that. Romano. CCR, you know? <laughs> sure, sure, CCR. Yeah.
0: Um. The actress I am thinking of is a woman named Jewel stati or stat s-t-a-i-t the tv show that i'm apparently thinking of her from oh man it's gonna be so long ago it was like an old disney one it had uh the guy benjamin what have you keep vanting talk about something else and i'll figure (laughs) out what uh what tv show it was
1: nick didn't do his research oh no unlike uh me who clearly had all of this planned out ahead of time movie lovers if you think this was stupid Let us know because I was trying to make a topic that would be fun. But then it made me think, Nick, that we should do a podcast uh, just about like our favorite movie characters in general. You know,
0: that's that's. I mean, not a
1: podcast, like one of our episodes episodes? would talk about. I'm not making another podcast. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: The show that I was trying to think of is a show called Flash Forward
1: the hell is that? that
0: is even earlier it's got a uh, ben foster is the other side of it and flash forward it's like this uh two kids near each other uh you know growing up next to each other type of thing anyway i had a crush on her back from that show flash forward and then she showed up in firefly and i like her character a lot more in firefly and is just somebody you could actually count on any other okay. fictional characters you want in your squad danny
1: um yeah, I was also thinking of Damien from Mean Girls.
0: <laughs> is that because we're pretty sure that that actor is on uh, Secret Celebrity?
1: No, it's because I always need a gay friend.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right.
1: And he's he's not afraid to tell it like it is.
0: He's almost too gay to function. She doesn't
1: even go here.
0: And he is a really great support structure. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, good friend. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. he's a good gay friend. He's, yeah. In fact, I would argue probably in my mind, the like archetype for the best sort of gay friend
1: on, you know what I mean?
0: Part. all right well now we should move along quickly because we wanted to get through it fast to our next segment what is this segment called danny
1: hashtag closer through science
0: that's right hashtag closer to science where we're going to answer or ask each other questions uh, that are developed for a research study that was done some years ago by aaron et al 1997 where they asked 36 questions they had complete strangers come into a room they made them ask each other these questions and by the time they left they were more close to each other emotionally because they're progressively more and more difficult questions and we are getting to the end of that list
1: yeah so So, which number are you asking
0: uh this number is going to be third or 29 we've kind of skipped around a little bit but this number is 29 it's from the last grouping of them and the answer uh, the question is share with your partner with us listeners what is an embarrassing moment from your life
1: you want me to share
0: yeah, sure. You go first.
1: Okay. The the one that comes up a lot. And gosh, I hope we didn't talk about this already. Uh-oh. But when I was younger, I was in all dance. I was in like modern, tap, ballet, all that stuff. Okay. And so, okay. along with that came recitals and all of our costumes and stuff. This was even before I was an Irish dancer, or maybe at the same time. But anyways, I remember we had a costume fitting what one day at the park district and they're like, all the girls go into the bathroom and change and try on your uniforms and stuff. Um, and I was because I was a really good dancer, I was in the group, the age group ahead of me. So I was the youngest girl and they all had boobs and I didn't. Oh but I remember wearing like a training bra because I was like, Mommy, they have boobs and they have bras. And as I was coming out after changing. I realized that my little baby training bra had like been in the middle of the bathroom. And I was like, oh, and so I whipped it into the stall that I was in to be like, no one will see it. It's fine. It's like, I'll just throw it back with my clothes. I'll change back into it. And then I ended up throwing it in the toilet. And then I was so embarrassed. I didn't know what to do with it. So I left it in the toilet. And I was like, no one knows. I don't have boobs anyway, so I don't have to put my bra back on. So we all came back and then a janitor came to the room and went, excuse me, girls. And then held up my wet training bra. Oh,
0: my God. I don't think I remember hearing this story ever. So I don't think you shared it on the podcast. <laughs> oh,
1: and I, they said, is this anybody's? And I was mortified. And oh all the girls God. were like, and so guess what? It wasn't mine. I said, nope. That's so embarrassing for whatever girl threw her own bra in the toilet. And I never got it back. Oh,
0: baby. <laughs> my heart goes out to little you. <laughs>
1: I mean, I was also really chubby and, like, didn't have a lot of friends in that because I was, like, a very talented dancer, but also, like, a fat dancer. Aww. Yeah. And I think about it often.
0: <laughs> that breaks my heart. Um, I I can't top that. So I'm just going to say, like, hey, rewind to the earlier part where I said that there was a story that I shared something really vulnerable with my friends in high school and it ended up then making <laughs> fun of me and and getting into a fistica fight. That's it. That's I'm not even going to bother. That's I just that's I want movie lovers to sit here
1: sit <laughs> in my wet training. Bra. Yes, they want, I want to sit in, there <laughs> in your wet training. <laughs>
0: All right. So, well, that is everything that we have for you on the love side of things. Movie lovers. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, after this, you're going to have a quick little break and then we are going to see you on the other side for what's the movie again, Danny?
1: A League of Their Own. In love with movies.
0: And And we're we're back. back. Wow, that was not great. We literally like (laughs) talked about it and practiced it in advance. Still not in sync.
1: Or Backstreet Boys.
0: (laughs) Okay, then. Welcome back, movie lovers, (laughs) to the portion of the podcast where we end up discussing a movie. And tell us again, Danny, what movie are we talking about today?
1: Uh, A League of Their Own, which literally this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. Which Unbelievable
0: is shocking to me for many different reasons, but but we will get into it. Uh, we are watching a league of their own in part because right around the same time of the release of this episode, uh, there has been a new uh, Amazon original TV show by the same name with uh Abby Jacobson, who we mm-hmm. are a fan of a lot of her work, mm-hmm. uh, and so we are very excited for this TV show. Ah, uh, full disclosure there 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 won't be any real spoilers. We have not yet seen this show. We watched we've seen one episode, just the very first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we we uh, have heard mixed reviews, I would say, and that makes me sad. I really wanted to be awesome and out of the park the way that I feel about this movie. A little bit of a spoiler in terms of where my rating might end up.
1: Knock but. it out of the park like baseball. Is that what you're saying?
0: Home run. all right so anyway uh yeah so we're watching a league of their own but speaking about uh not the tv show instead this movie Mm -hmm. a little bit of opening credits as as we often go through here by the way if anybody if anybody wants to create like a a two to three second sting like a danny's dingle sting but for opening credits for us
1: like but wait was that what is that from? Is that Star Wars?
0: I think you're stealing it basically from the 20th Century Fox opening.
1: No. That's...
0: I didn't na, do
1: that. Na. I did... Ba, da, 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 da. So anyway... Tell us the opening credits, Nick.
0: <laughs> Here I am trying to engage with our listeners, the movie lovers out there, and Danny is like, no, use this.
1: Da, 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 da
0: opening credits this movie came out in 1992 uh so you know it did?
1: If, yeah i came out in
0: 1992 oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's accurate uh i did not check the specific date this this movie could have come out the same weekend you did for all i know
1: wow so this movie
0: uh, is 30 years old at this point due for probably a remake but it is truly uh i think uh a classic and came out in 1992 starring gina davis uh Gina Davis was kind of a household name at the time, although I feel like a lot of people don't know her anymore at this point. That's a little sad. The actress Lori Petty. Uh, I know Lori from movies like Tank Girl, which was a comic book movie, and I knew her from that after knowing her from Free Willy. Uh, Movie lovers, if you are of a certain generation like myself, Free Willy was everything when you were like I five or six free years willy. old
1: i don't remember it but and i watched it she
0: was very much a uh, central character in that and therefore i think i probably watched free willy before i saw league of their own and i think it was part of what attracted me to this movie was like oh that's the that's the woman from free willy
1: now can i stop you here two things sure one, this woman looks just like Ellen DeGeneres. She does not. No, she, literally, her face is exactly the same, <sighs> Put some blonde wig on her, blonde short wig. The other thing is, I'm looking at your opening credits that you have written down. You spelled Gina Davis's name wrong. It's yeah, that happens. G E E N A.
0: Was that entirely necessary yeah, for because you to put me on blast? That's with, a
1: weird way to spell Gina, so you're not wrong. I Okay, spelled but
0: so you didn't like stop and say movie lovers. By the way, did you know that her name is... No, you stopped the entire podcast, brought it all the way to a screeching cult to be able to say Nick's an idiot. That's how you chose to do that.
1: Marriage. Okay, who else is in your opening credits?
0: Well, we haven't even gotten to Tom Hanks. Oh, Speaking of household names... <laughs> Tom Hanks, America's dad. I mean, I feel like this movie is one of the first ones that he was coming out of movies like Big and some other things where he was kind of uh, the romantic lead or, or things of that nature. And this, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of a father figure to a lot of these women in some ways. So uh, other supporting casts that I think are worth mentioning, you got your Rosie O'Donnells, your Madonnas, which at some point Danielle turned to me while we were watching this movie and said, that woman looks like Madonna. And I said... <laughs> Not just looks like.
1: (laughs) Because because maybe we're going to get to this later, but dang, Madonna did a great job. I think she did a phenomenal job acting in in this this role.
0: Yeah, she was. She was one of those people who was looking like she might make a thing of uh, acting for a while there. And I guess just decided not to. Maybe she did. She thought it was too hard. She had enough money. She didn't care. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And what about Rosie O'Donnell? Like this and Tarzan are the only movies she's ever done. Right
0: there's Rosie O'Donnell was in a lot in the late eighties and through the mid nineties. Rosie O'Donnell had her own TV show for like 10 years.
1: That's not a movie.
0: Anyway, there's also John Levitts in this movie. Who's mm-hmm. got a bit role, uh, but he was probably the first time I watched this other than Tom Hanks might have been the person I knew the most. Uh, Gary Marshall plays the Wrigley person. Gary Marshall for movie lovers may recognize that name because he directed and I think wrote uh princess bride, which is no, uh, not Princess Bride, uh, Princess Diaries, Princess Diaries. Oh, uh, we like him. Indeed, Princess Diaries and Pretty Women, Pretty Woman, <laughs> Pretty Women. <laughs> <The sequel laughs> I, I like pretty those woman. Pretty Women. Uh, and then Bill Pullman. I love Bill Pullman. I am I am a stan for his uh, "Not Go Quietly Into the Night" speech who did, uh, from.
1: Who, oh my gosh! Who does he play in this movie?
0: He's he's her husband from A Home from the War.
1: Okay, cool. His name Bob. <laughs>
0: I think that is the character's name. Mm-hmm. That is accurate.
1: I don't know who Bill Pullman is, honestly. Uh,
0: Bill Pullman's another great actor. Wait,
1: is he in Twista?
0: He is in Twister.
1: Why did I know
0: that? Wait. No. No, 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 no. My bad. Sorry. I'm like confusing him with another Bill. No, the guy from that is uh also the guy from Aliens and Uh oh. Oh gosh. It'll I, come
1: to us. It's gonna via come to me eventually. Internet.
0: It's it's another bill he he has sadly passed. Bill Pullman I believe is still with us, but the the guy who was in Twister Uh, is no longer... Bill Paxton? That's what it is.
1: I didn't even look it up. That also came to mind. Okay, but their names are similar. They
0: are similar names, and they got similar-ish roles, so I'm sure that they had a very difficult time. Uh, Music by Hans Zimmer, which is just like a really well-known guy, and this must have been one of his earlier works, I would presume. I
1: didn't catch that. That's cool.
0: I caught that just in the credits. And then it's directed by Penny Marshall, which I did not Google this. I should have. I wonder if she has any relation to uh, um, Gary Marshall. I don't know if they're brother or sister or oh. married, perhaps, but Penny Marshall also directed Big and directed Renaissance Man with um, Danny DeVito and, and like is kind of a really well-known uh, commodity or quantity in within Hollywood.
1: I will say I'm glad they have a female director for this female movie. Oh, uh,
0: yes. I feel like that They don't do necessary. that often
1: and it took a long time for them to do that back to today where they're like, "Oh, yeah, Wonder Woman will have a female director."
0: Yeah, they're still <laughs> making a big deal out of it. It's like, "Hey, hey, we actually chose to have a woman direct this." And it's like, "No duh." <laughs> Anyway, that w- it, I think that might be the longest that we've ever taken to get through opening credits because of all of our fun tangents. But hopefully, our movie lovers like it as much as we had fun with it. G- uh, that is everything
1: E-N-A. I had for it.
0: <laughs> Gina Davis, spelled yes. G E E N A. All right, Danny. <laughs> My bit's done. <laughs> Are you prepared for your bit?
1: Absolutely not. I never am, but bring it bring <laughs> it on.
0: All right, everyone, movie lovers, it is time for everyone's favorite segment, Danny's Dingle. Time
1: for Danny's Dingle. Ding. Softball. Sisters. One perfect, one Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> A scout. The war. Baseball, girls can't play baseball. One hundred tryouts, sixty-four late spots. Uniforms, sliding in skirts. Tom Hanks is sh- wasted. Uh, winning, 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 winning. Alcoholism cured. <laughs> Sad. Very sad. Men die. Then men come back. Then women stop playing because men come back. Then old women remember the baseball. <laughs> the end.
0: All right, then. Couple of corrections. Oh. I mean, since you corrected me, oh. I figure it's only fair. Okay. They play baseball, not softball.
1: At the beginning, they played softball because she does a windmill uh, pitch. Fart Yo, I nuggets. played softball for like ten years. Bro. I did
0: not specifically catch that, nor did I understand that you were trying to like spe- just just refer to that specific part of yeah, the scene. It opens with where it was playing with softball. softball. That's All right. they got
1: Scouted. I d-
0: did you notice the scene when they were at training or whatever, and they were like teaching the woman that she needed to throw it yeah. overhand instead of under? Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So you did track something that I I just didn't clock, and I I will retract.
1: Yeah, that's right. My that's statement. why you don't correct me. I'm always right. Something like
0: that. Anyway.
1: Can I say, when this movie started, okay, we're getting into it.
0: I was about to say, what's your, I know you've kind of already said it. What's your love story with this movie?
1: Oh, I watched it uh, Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) But to be fair, I've known a lot of references from it. I've seen the uniforms very many times. I think it's a pretty popular Halloween costume. okay, okay. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie. And I swear that I had seen parts of this movie. And then Nick put it on. I was like, (laughs) oh. I've never seen this movie. And truly, I enjoyed every dang minute of it. It was had me chuckling. I cried very many times. It's good. I got goosebumps. I loved it.
0: It's very good. Um,
1: What's your love story, Nick?
0: So my love story is I did actually see it, but in parts at first. So I definitely would have caught it in portions on HBO as I kind of already mentioned I'm pretty sure that I like saw uh Lori Petty knowing her from uh
1: the Ellen DeGeneres show
0: yeah that so then I saw her and (laughs) immediately was like oh look you know and like stuck around trying to see that and probably also thought Gina Davis was cute but I mean I would have been like five or six because this was when it was on HBO I'm I'm sure within a year or two after it was on like in theaters not that I would have ever seen it in theaters. Um, how but yeah, how old were you in so,
1: 1992? Five. You were
0: five. Yeah. That's what I said. Five or six. I,
1: so
0: so well, like,
1: it doesn't so, come so, immediately on HBO Max. I, ju- in the I was 90s. saying
0: 93. And I said, free Willy came out in 93. I did see that in theaters. So okay. I'm sure it was probably sometime after 93.
1: We're fighting.
0: We're really fighting. This is <laughs> movie lovers. are getting a little bit of a glimpse and, uh, some tension that's happening between us. Err. um, So anyway, I saw Laurie Petty, thought that I, I probably was there, but then like I watched little bits and pieces and then like kept wanting to see more and more of it. And it was one of those movies that I can remember when I used to watch HBO and other movie channels, I would start in the middle somewhere and then see bits and then eventually would be like really excited if I like happened to catch it at a time when it was starting right at the beginning.
1: Yeah. If you didn't have VHS back in the day, you didn't get to choose when you press start. VHS. You gotta just c- catch it on the TVs. So.
0: I was gonna say for I was I wasn't even gonna t- even reference v- VHS, but I was gonna say for the movie lovers that are young enough, before there was streaming or DVR or anything where you could, it was on television <laughs> and you could just choose to then watch it whenever you wanted to. You literally had to find the schedule, and I can remember scrolling through the menu that they would have. Go to a hotel room, kids, and you'll probably <laughs> see the same exact thing happening on the cable box. So anyway, I caught it one time and and then saw it all the way through, but I had a crush on, on Lori Petty, I think, because of her. It, come to think of it, this might be where my sort of like short hair attraction comes from very early on. Because I think her, as an actress, she had short hair like, it was a popular thing in the 90s, but she had short hair in the, in the Free Willy movie. And so that was uh, part of where I had a crush on her from there. Um, eventually caught the whole thing. I remember it being sort of the first time that made me think about, and maybe this is, saying something to me. I don't know if it was the first time I watched it, but I eventually remember it being the first thing that made me think about like the nature of war not in war. Like yeah. I I was familiar with war movies like where you you have yeah. people fighting. But this really makes you think about like the real world impacts, stakes of back at home, so to speak. Agreed. In a way that I had never thought about probably before this movie. Uh and it was the first movie I can remember memorizing a movie quote.
1: There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying Everyone in baseball. Everyone knows that one. But back it, in the day, exactly, probably not. Exactly.
0: And it was a quotable thing right off the bat from the get-go. All right, that's my love story. Danielle, go into what your reactions are and thoughts are, and let's let's do it maybe even a little bit scene by scene, because I know that's how you like oh, to do thank things.
1: thank you for letting me do that. We're not fighting anymore. <laughs> um, no, what I was going to say earlier is, when you first turned on this movie and you pressed play on the streamings,
0: uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Uh, I had no idea what was happening because it starts with old women, old, uh, an old woman, yeah, and her daughter,
0: Gina Davis in old lady makeup.
1: That was not Gina Davis.
0: I am ninety-eight percent certain. No, it was.
1: I'm pretty sure all the people, all the women they got were women, were other old women.
0: I am 98% certain this is true. Remember when we were at the end of it and I was like, oh, I thought they had some kind of afterthought thing, like a text box or something afterwards. I thought I remember this, but I must have seen it on some like behind the scenes thing. The older women that she interacts with when she goes to the the Hall of Fame thing, those are actually the women who were in the league in real life.
1: I figured that.
0: Uh, But that is Gina Davis in Old Lady Makeup.
1: Because if it is, for the, especially for the 90s, damn, that was good.
0: Okay, you keep talking.
1: I thought that they got like a someone who looked... Anyways, I had no idea what was happening because I'm like, I know this is... It's supposed to be young women. And then I was like, oh, is her daughter going to go play? And then I realized it was, quote, present day, which was like the 80s, basically, <laughs> early 90s. 92,
0: we've mm-hmm. established.
1: Yes. And then she flashes back to 1943. Also, did not think that... I guess I'm not good at history, but I didn't realize this was in the 40s. World um, War Two. Dottie is Gina Davis. Kit, which Kit is the name of an American girl doll, and I just love it. And I don't, honestly, during this movie, I was thinking, could we name our child Kit? I think that's a very cute name. And then I was like, is it short for Kit? Katherine. Kit. Anyways, Kitty. Um, one of the first lines I wrote down from Gina Davis was, listen, I'm married. This is happy. This is what, or I'm happy. This is what I want. Like that's her excuse to not play baseball. She goes, I'm married.
0: Because that's, I mean, that's all you needed as a woman. You were married and therefore you were happy. And why would you need anything else in your life?
1: She has cows. She's taken over the farm, but soon her husband will be manager, Barb, Barb, Bob, and she's happy. She doesn't need anything else. She's married.
0: I mean, are you not fully satisfied entirely in your life because you are married to me? No!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I need other things.
0: Oh, my God, I love that response. (laughs) But
1: I think that really, truly set the tone of the movie because this movie is so brilliant that it's, like, showing how ridiculous it was back in the day to be a woman, but also, like, the reality and, like, yeah. So that was just, like, damn, girl. But then luckily Kit was, like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then they go and they try out for baseball in the greatest city in the world, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Which, based upon the thanks and everything in there, uh, clearly that was actually shot at Wrigley Field.
1: Yeah, I mean, the sign was the same shape.
0: And and they walked out onto the field from the grass wall or the green wall, the, the wall of ivy, whatever you they call it at, at Cubs Stadium. I don't
1: know. I'm a freaking (sighs) sax.
0: Okay. Anyway, uh, update. Yeah. I have to eat crow
1: again.
0: First hit (laughs) that older woman you see at the beginning of the film, uh, playing the part of Donnie Henson, is not Gina Davis. I
1: freaking called it. It's
0: actually another actress named Lynn Cartwright who just happens to look exactly like a Davis if she were 65 years old.
1: See? I knew that was another woman. All right, all right. But I thought they did a very good job. Okay. Props to you, props to you. So anyways, they get to Chicago, they get to baseball tryouts, and they're like, we got 64 spots for...
0: Can I, can I give a couple of notes?
1: Sure. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: She's like, I got to do this linear thing, and then... So if, <laughs> I'm worried if I don't get my notes in while you're doing your linear thing. Okay, then do it, do it, do it. All right, so couple of things. One, uh I like I've watched this movie a lot, but because of the nature of the fact that I said I like catch it at the beginning or catch it in weird parts, I like always forget that there's this this old person at the beginning part. Yeah. Like the part that kind of threw you off and what movie are we watching.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even knowing and having seen it a couple of times now like I I watched it I'm like, "Oh yeah, wait." Because I always remember it at the end but not at the beginning. Uh I also really and I thought this through the sort of pushing, shoving the first mule nag line and the what can't you even let me uh you know walk faster than you and she says yeah of course i can't go ahead and then like half proceeds to like have to walk faster than her i identify with that sibling relationship almost <laughs> too much
1: <laughs> and that also sets the tone of the whole movie of like these sisters are constantly competing and lottie lottie Dottie, kit Kit <laughs> is always looking up to and trying to be Dottie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like never feels like she's quite enough. And yeah, even though anyway, I won't go into the psychology of it. I'll leave that for my therapist. The other thing I was going to say is the $30 a week. They're like, oh man, we're making 30, $30 a week here at the dairy. And I'm just like, fuck, I know that this is, you know, really old dollars, but $30 a week.
1: But then they're going to get paid $75 a game.
0: More than a doubling in salary. That's a lot. I like it.
1: Um, I also wrote down before we get to Chicago. Sorry. Thank you for bringing it back. John Leguizamo. Love it. Is John Leguizamo a different guy? Yes. Oh. Oh. John Levitt. They have different names. <laughs> the scout. I said he's perfect in this role because he's an asshole. I literally have
0: the note. John Levitt's such a dick.
1: <laughs> he does an amazing job. He's just such a jerk. I can't remember the things he said, but I'm like, oh, burn.
0: So many things. And then I love the moment uh when he's like being like some of the worst things that he says about marla's character for example when she comes and like lifts her head like the ugly quote-unquote girl mm-hmm. uh who also finds love by the way uh but he's like like she's you know she's got a resemblance and i love though when the two when gina davis and uh kit they discover like oh he's not gonna take her just because she's not pretty enough and without a word they both put down their luggage and they're like no fuck you like yes. <laughs> that's not a thing
1: yeah I cried a little bit during that part because it was heartbreaking that this girl can bat righty and lefty so good. The guys were like, ah, and then she's, quote, ugly, so they won't scout her. But then you you find out later that they want pretty girls. That's why they put them in
0: these nice skirts Mm -hmm. and dresses. Because surely you could never, well, and maybe in the 40s you couldn't, but you can't attract people to watch women just come play baseball for the sake of baseball. (laughs) God, no, never.
1: Oh, that was just so messed up. Um, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, um, when they get to Chicago and they start describing the teams, so I don't know if this is getting ahead of where you wanted to be. Okay, go I'm going to assume not. Th- I didn't realize, because the last time I watched this, I don't think I was living in Chicago, or at least was not aware of other areas around Chicago. And so when I had watched this movie so much growing up, I assumed that like this was like baseball as I know it, where the different teams were... Around the country, and this, although it is the All American Girls League, like basically is in like the Chicagoland area.
1: But Rockford and Racine are not close to Chicago. Uh,
0: granted, okay, so maybe like Great Lakes area yeah. or uh, uh, Midwest, but it's like you know it should be the Midwestern Baseball League or the mm-hmm. Great Lakes Western or Great Lakes Baseball League because it's Rockford, which is you know an hour or two from here, three. We'll argue that point later. I'm
1: going to be right again.
0: Just going to Google it. Blue Island, uh, which,
1: Oh, it, that's down the street from us.
0: Uh-huh. That's, that was one of the teams is literally right by us. Racine, I know is as I only know because Racine like the street, but I know that I don't know where, how far away that is. Um, Oh.
1: oh, it right. It's an hour forty five
0: Okay, all right, okay. Oh, movie lovers, this feels so good to be able to.
1: Depends on the traffic, though. Uh, of course, Ra- it does. Racine is in Wisconsin.
0: And I knew that, and I knew that Racine was in Wisconsin, and there was I think another one that was up there. But anyway, point being, like I remember thinking when they are the uh Rockford peaches, I was like. In my head, I kept thinking Georgia Peaches, Georgia Peaches. They were from Georgia. It must be some town, Rockford in Georgia. Uh, but no, it's like literally just up the up the way from Chicago.
1: And I kept turning to you to be like, there's only four teams? <laughs> because they made it seem like they're driving all night or whatever, that they're playing girls around the country. And I don't know. We should look it up to see if they're in other places or there were literally only four teams, because then what's the point of a World Series?
0: Well, I mean, it was the only baseball that was occurring is the answer to that question, and, and what's the point? And you could put it on radio, and I do think that older, like, vehicles, they maybe did have to drive all night to be able to get to a place, especially because, they like, he made that comment where he was like, they had to drive all night to play a doubleheader the next day. Well, a doubleheader can, like, you know, two games could take eight to nine hours, and so if you have to start that at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. Yeah. We'll okay, see. anyway, we'll just go, go tuning ahead. me out.
1: Um go on. So continue they get to the field, they introduce Rosie O'Donnell and Rosie O'Donnell. Surprise, Madonna.
0: <laughs> that girl looks like Madonna. Oh, what a
1: babe. She's just smoking as she's playing, which I think is hysterical.
0: I always appreciate the dynamic between those two characters, Rosie O'Donnell's character and Madonna's character. I think may and i'm forgetting rosie's character but i just i they're back and forth as like sisters to me is just always spot on that sisterhood you feel mm-hmm. right off the bat
1: who would have thought madonna and rosie o'donnell would be friends i bet they're not friends anymore um and then the the second time i cried already in this movie truly i think almost cried the hardest eh, second hardest was when they're reading i'm gonna cry thinking about it right now they're reading the baseball lineup and there's just a girl like sadly looking at the the lineup and you think oh she's just upset that she didn't make the team but she literally can't read her own name and so another girl comes up and is like can you read honey no okay let me find it for you and that was just so heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time but it was the reality that people some people just couldn't read back then she doesn't know what her own name looks like and then it just shows like Look at all my goosebumps I'm getting. the uh, Like the sisterhood and how much they actually, even though they were competing with each other, they cared about each other. And that goes later to Madonna on the bus is teaching her. She's literally teaching her how to read, which is awesome. She's teaching her how to read smut, but she's still (laughs) teaching her how to read, which I truly, truly love.
0: Now, now, don't smut shame. Don't smut shame. Oh, no,
1: I've been reading some spicy books. I like it. (laughs) Um, And then they are like, "Okay, good job, ladies. You made the team. Here's your uniform. And they have that little model come up and model it. And they're skirts. <laughs> and then later on, they show these girls sliding in skirts with these giant bruises and, oh, God.
0: I love that they took a moment to, like, because they show that cool slide. And it's it's during that, like, it's this huge montage of, you know, oh, they're doing all these cool things and, and showmanship to make people pay attention more than they were. Uh, but, like, they take a moment to be like, yeah, and this is, like, hurting. This is, this is sacrifice the body type stuff here. Yeah.
1: It's a lot. Women are were doing it in skirts. What is it? In heels and backwards or whatever. I
0: was going to say, I think I said this to you while we were watching it. It makes me think of the, I think it's Fred Astaire and this is how terrible it is and how much it's baked in. I don't even remember the woman's name, but the she was quoted always as having said because she was Fred Astaire's dancing partner is scene partner in a lot of movies. I had to do everything Fred Astaire did backwards and in heels Mm -hmm. so like there's this impressive thing everybody talks about the guy and they're like how look how awesome his acting is look how awesome his dancing is and the woman over here being like yeah i did all of that times two like and that's kind of what they had to do here is like they have to play baseball they have to make it interesting and then they also have to do crazy shit like slide up with a little bit of a skirt or catch it backwards with your hand in your baseball cap instead of in your glove or you know the first thing that gets it going with dotty like catching the ball as the catcher, like by doing the splits and yeah. she like, does the splits and catches it like all Amazing. very cool. But again, like, yeah, you have to not only play baseball, but you have to be a showman on top of it in ways that men never do.
1: Yeah. They also send them to charm school, which I'm like, what the hell does that have to do with baseball? Which it doesn't. That's just showing the ridiculousness of having to be a woman. I was gonna say it has
0: nothing to do with baseball. Has to do with we we want them to be prim and proper if we're going to have them be speaking to the public and etc. And the news press. And it's the same reason that they have to all stay in a, a house together because unmarried women could not just like live wherever they wanted to. You had to have them in those like. Boarding houses, essentially, with a chaperone.
1: Mm-hmm. Had to have that chaperone. Yeah, which is funny because they later literally poison the chaperone <laughs> so that they can go out dancing, which I loved. Um, I don't remember what happened at this point where I wrote this note, but it said, the men in this movie suck. I
0: well, think
1: it's probably the crowd all they're getting booed and yeah. laughed at, even though they're so good at baseball. They suck.
0: I was going to say, so this maybe fits into a note that I had, too. I forget always how long it takes for Tom Hanks to like come around to their side. Like I remember him always yeah. being a drunken asshole that first game, but like it is like half the season and it's after she has like started catching balls with like basically he's he's the same thing as the rest of the crowd. Like nobody's paying enough attention until like they're not only playing the sport well but also doing crazy things while playing the sport.
1: And until he can mansplain to her that's not the right way to coach. Yeah. <laughs> She takes over, Gina Davis takes over as coach because who else is going to do it? Tom Hanks is a drunk and then he's like, wait, 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 now that you've kind of made this team good, I'm going to step in and take credit for it. Typical fucking, sorry, man. This <laughs> just got really
0: bad. That's two F-bombs now, I think. Uh-oh.
1: We just um, lost
0: that uh, non-explicit.
1: <laughs> so also I wrote Tom Hanks' Ageless and his his intro to the women hysterical, where he just walks in and pees in front of them. (laughs) And then the woman wants her baseball card signed for her husband. And she's like, if anything happens to this card, I'm in big trouble. And then Tom Hanks just rips up his own baseball card. Yeah. That was very sad. I think later on, that's the lady whose husband dies.
0: Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah. Just to add to that.
1: Um, The other thing that proves that women are badass and like have to go through all this stuff is they bring the cha- she's like i have to bring my kid with me <laughs> <laughs> and his name is
0: Stillwell
1: Stillwell oh my god and that kid plays that role real you're well You're
0: gonna lose yeah He actually gonna says lose. you're gonna win
1: when he's taunting them He says you're gonna win you're gonna win
0: I really don't think so Okay roll we're the gonna, tapes We're checking it
1: We'll check it later Um <laughs> but That was just hysterical. And the kid just kind of gets beat up by people. And the mom's like, that's fine. Like Madonna chases the kid with a bat. (laughs) Tom Hanks chases him with a bat. The poor trauma that kid probably has.
0: (laughs) Well, it was a little shit.
1: Um, Also, this dancing scene is unbelievable with Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell, where Rosie O'Donnell plays the man and Madonna plays the woman. And they're like, oh, so good. So good. One of the best. Dancing scenes I've seen.
0: So do we think that those two were intended to be a couple? Because, like, they there's a lot of that first episode that we have seen of the show. They try very intentionally and clearly to sort of mirror, repeat, rhyme with some of the, the way things are filmed. But one of the things that happened is the, the sort of Madonna-esque character in the TV show... So far, and after the first episode, like it's kind of unclear if maybe she has a thing with the Rosie O'Donnell-esque character, uh, but also is still kind of like the quote-unquote slut and is going off with men. So I don't know. What do we think? For Rosie and Madonna's character back in the 1992 movie, was that ever... Do you think that was intended to kind of be that that's what was going on there, we just weren't going to be explicit about it? No? No,
1: I don't think so, but I do think Madonna would... She probably did make out with Rosie O'Donnell just because she likes sex and <laughs> physical touch. I
0: mean, didn't Madonna make out with like Britney Spears?
1: Oh, iconic baby. Yeah, okay. Um the also the thing that I thought was really great that kept evolving was Tom Hanks started with you're not ball players, they're not ball players, they're not ball players. And then at the end he goes, you're ball players. There's no crying in baseball. You're ball players. And then it like just throughout yeah. the he he evolves. When
0: when she like is leaving and Gina Davis is gonna not stick around for the team, she's trying to sneak off. He says to her, "I thought you were a ball player," mm-hmm. like as like almost a like a river. It's on the topic of Tom Hanks and Gina Davis, do you think it's intended for that to be a romantic subplot?
1: I think there's hope for there to be a romantic. I think Tom Hanks's character was secretly hoping that. Gina Davis's husband was gonna die. Okay. In war. Okay. Okay.
0: So so that that kinda rings with how I used to always feel about it and that's where I asked, is cause like I was realizing as I was watching it this time for the first time that maybe I because we've talked a lot on this podcast before about like how every movie from the 90s through the 2000s seemed like, even when it wasn't necessary, there was some kind of romantic subplot. Like, there would be characters that had no reason to exist in a romance, but we're just going to cram it in here because we can't have a story without there being a a boy-meets-a-girl part of things. And watching it this time, I realized maybe I was the one sort of imposing the boy-meets-girl thing on it, and it wasn't the movie creator's intention for there to be any sort of romance between them, but I think maybe what I've been picking up on is what you just said, like, and maybe this time I realized being a little bit more aware, I saw her, Gina Davis's performance and the writing and the character being that she truly was devoted to her husband. But what I had previously been picking up on thinking there was a romantic subplot is because I was identifying with and watching and attaching to Tom Hanks and his character. And I think maybe the way it's written and played is that, yeah, like you're saying, he kind of has this hope. Like, he has an attraction to her. He knows the things he's supposed to say in terms of, like, talking about her husband. But, you know, wouldn't have been mad if the husband had passed away and then he had his chance.
1: Yeah, but I don't think he ever pushes it or anything. I think he truly admires her because she's a very good baseball player and also just, like, an overall good human. Like, I wrote down this note, Tom Hanks just stops drinking because they don't really address it. The only time they ever show anything is when he says, I think it's time for a drink. and Gina Davis hands him a Coca-Cola instead of a beer. (sighs) And so I think he's even an inspiration or she's an inspiration to him to be like, "Okay, I can be a better guy. I can be a better coach. I can be a better man. I can stop drinking. So but I do want to say that this movie was missing a little bit about explaining him drinking because he was a. Like horrible. a literal
0: fall down drunk.
1: Yes. Was sleeping the whole time, scratching his balls for hours, peeing in front of women. And then all of a sudden he's just like, not. Nah.
0: Yeah. And I feel like there's different parts of that, that I agree that that's not written or you don't see the transition, but Tom Hanks acting communicates that that transition has occurred to the point where like the very first scene we see him with, uh, you know, Harvey, whatever, not Wrigley name that character is.
1: Baker. Uh,
0: Baker is the TV show now, I think. Oh, Harvey. Oh, yeah, it's Harvey. It's literally Mr. Harvey. Harvey Harvey Bars. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so, like, he's he's like, let me be blunt. Are you still a fall-down drunk? Like, that's literally, he's like, I'm going to ask you if you want this job, but I'm going to start with asking the question, are you a fall-down drunk, is how he describes it. And Tom Hanks is like, no, ha, ha, ha. I've really, you know, cleaned my act up. And the guy says... You know, one glad you saw the air of your ways. And Tom Hanks goes, no, I just ran out of money. Like literally just outright says, no, I'm still like, basically I'm a fall down drunk. I just can't afford to be one anymore. Yeah,
1: And he also says like, you were such a good baseball player. And Tom Hanks is like, I know, but my knee injury and the guy's like, you busted your knee falling out of a hotel.
0: Oh, but in my defense, there was a fire
1: that you started. (laughs) 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 This writing is very, very funny and it's very brilliant.
0: Yeah, the, the, the dialogue's quite good, but um, yeah, and then later on Tom Hanks is like, you know, the peeing scene we talked about already, but later he's like actually inspirational and, and has a lot of different gears. Tom Hanks is a really good actor, anyway.
1: Yeah, um, and then, so Bob comes back for more because he hurt himself. Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton.
0: No, <laughs> not, 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 no, no. Bob. President from Independence Day.
1: He comes back for more, and then Dottie, that bish, she stopped playing. She did. Right
0: there. She, hey, she said all she had was a husband. That's all she needed to make her happy.
1: Mm-hmm. But luckily, she comes back. But they don't even really need her. I will say they were doing pretty well. They made it, wasn't it, tied 3-3 three and three in the World Series without her? And then she gets to come back for Game 7. I'm like, damn, mm-hmm, girl, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you chose a man. Stay out. <laughs>
0: I understand where you're coming from, but I think the beautiful thing about this movie is, to me, it's communicating the difficulty that women have to to embrace things that they love. Yeah. Like, we, we made light of it and made a joke at the beginning of this half of the podcast where we're talking about, like, oh, you know, aren't you just happy because you have me? But truly, and there are still people today that believe this, like, you should just be made happy because you have your partner and that's it. And, like, it, it, you and I have talked about this. Even I struggle with being open and sharing uh, and being proud of the things that make me happy outside of you. And, like, allowing myself to be attached to those. So, that's it's not even a, an entirely gendered thing.
1: You're right. Although you're it right. is
0: definitely gendered for a lot of other people and in this movie more so.
1: Yeah. You're right. I guess I am also glad. I was just, you know, being a I vasicious. know. You're
0: being funny. But... <laughs> jokes aside i gotta bring the somber in i gotta bring the the real the grit of the movie yeah you know i just gotta ruin your day that's pretty much why i'm here
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it is great that she comes back because it proves that she is able to make her own decisions and say what she wants that she chooses she doesn't choose baseball over him because that's her last game but she still loves baseball enough to be like this is important to me she said they got all the way to Idaho or something? Yeah, I can't remember. Yosemite. It's a long...
0: Yeah, maybe it was Yosemite.
1: And they turned back around so she could make it for the game.
0: And I will say, and I wrote this note, I'm very glad that they have Bill Pullman's character be a supportive husband.
1: Agreed. He's not abusive. He's just, like, loves his woman very much and hurt his knee. Yeah. <laughs> like, and
0: clearly, you know, like, he 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 wanted to come to her as, as soon as he could. It's, it's just, like, it's not like he wants to prevent her from doing this thing that she loves. Like, I truly believe... That if she had said, this is important to me, it's what I want to do. Like, if she said, I'm going to put my foot down, this is what I want my career to be. I want you to move here and find work here. Otherwise, he would have. Yeah. I think he would have. And, and I actually also think that, like, she's the type of character who knows that. And that's why she didn't ask him to. Mm-hmm. But she did, obviously, like, allow herself to embrace, like... I got to have this last game. I got to finish out this one season so I can at least say I did this thing all the way to the end. But I just love that he's in the stands. He's there supporting her. He's.
1: He says, That's my wife. Yeah, it's all about it, which is awesome. And then we get to the final game, which they did a great job of building tension because we didn't even talk about, but Dottie accidentally gets Kit kicked off the team. We transferred. Yes, unintentionally. Traded. That's the word they use in baseball. And so they're against each other in the World Series.
0: And before we go further with that, I want to walk it back. Oh, we skipped over what I think is just such a powerful scene. I've got like a half a page of notes dedicated to this.
1: Oh, you're right. When the war department comes, that yes.
0: telegram scene is just heart wrenching.
1: I really was like sobbing a little bit. Yeah, I
0: do. And I think I have every time since I've understood what's going on in that scene. I can remember seeing that scene early enough in my life. Like I said, I've seen it the first time when I was like five where I didn't fully comprehend what was happening. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just like, all I got from it was, oh, Tom Hanks is defending them and being sort of chivalrous in some way. Oh man. But when you realize what's happening and the, the acting in Tom Hanks, the acting in the woman whose husband ends up dying, the acting in Gina Davis, the Mm -hmm. acting in like, there's other women in the room who like, as Tom Hanks is walking Slowly through the their their locker room, and you know you're getting closer and closer to Gina Davis and the other one, and there's just this tension building, and you just like you're feeling it. Well, I literally like I wrote down. I don't think I had a full breath for like that scene. Basically, from the moment you realize it's the War Department, and you've got this idiot telegram guy being like, I can't now. I gotta check the box, and like I I held my breath, like I couldn't breathe, and then the moment they let you know who it is, I'm like,
1: <gasps>
0: and like just it it really. It really gets to you in, in, in a lot of ways.
1: And it's um, a brilliant yeah. writing because they just mention it a couple of scenes before where it's like, I just haven't heard from Bob in a couple of weeks. And Tom Hanks is like, well, you would get the bad telegraph if something happened. Yeah. Which to me, I again, I'm not a historian, so like I wouldn't understand the gravity of that scene if they hadn't mentioned that before. And they did it in not a, like, in-your-face kind of way. They did it in a brilliant, like... Hey, by the way, audience, pay attention to this because yes. it's going to happen later. And then yeah, I as a woman, the I was trying I kind of put myself in her shoes to be like any one of these married women just at, at any day could get a note, "Hey, your husband died." And there's nothing they could do about it. And they're trying to do their best back home playing baseball in lieu of men being here. Like that's unbelievable what women of that generation just had to deal with and go through.
0: Yeah. And I would say that that scene hits differently now that I am in a maritable lifelong committed relationship.
1: Yeah. And they even talk about a little bit, I don't know if it's before or after where they're like, so what men come back and now women are just expected to go back to what they were doing before. Like women are freaking bad ass. Yeah. You told to- them they
0: had to leave the kitchen for, cause it was their patriotic duty and now they're just supposed to go back.
1: Yeah like pick up everything that a man had to do before they were the ones running the machines, playing baseball, taking care of the kids while playing baseball, all this stuff while waiting for a telegraph to say their husband died. And then just say, go back to the kitchen. And the sad part is like that guy who's in charge of the team, Harvey, the younger one.
0: Oh, okay. I don't remember that. I don't know his name, but but... he's, he's
1: a very, very good guy. And he's like, no, I believe that people will come for women's baseball. We're not just going to send them back. I don't think they need to be back in the kitchen. Things need to change. But the sad thing is they didn't. Women were sent back to the kitchen <laughs> Yeah. in the 1950s. Yeah. Like, that's all they did. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. That's as
1: w- women were seen as housewives back then. So it was bittersweet to be like, oh, it's so nice. They're telling this story of the 40s of these men who are like, it's not okay. Women power. But then to know the reality of like, nah, people still believe that women belong in the kitchen barefoot pregnant messed up anyways
0: (laughs) on a somewhat lighter note because i i just i I can't say that better than what you just did um speaking back to the writing and how good the writing is the also like so not only that they've set it up that we're worried about that her getting a telegram then they have the long walk and it's like this one-two punch like From emotional. So you have the gasp of you finally get to breathe because you find out it's not her husband. But then you're like, you're just pouring out your heart to this other character who has lost her husband. And it's like almost a smash cut to her husband walking in when she's back at the the house that they live in. Mm -hmm. And it's like this. You haven't even fully wiped away the tears of sadness from the last scene before you are being just overwhelmed with tears of joy and relief that her husband is still there.
1: Yeah. That was nice, especially because she was sobbing because she just got into a huge fight with her sister, which brings us back to the tension at the end of the, the game where it's sister versus sister, literally two outs. She's running towards home. It's the game winning run run. And Gina Davis drops the ball. Now, I'm sure this is the million dollar question. We're not the first ones asking this. Did she do it on purpose?
0: I don't think she did.
1: I disagree, but go ahead.
0: I, I think that she wants to be there for her sister and wants to let her sister succeed. And maybe this is where you're going to refute me, and that's like growth. But they, I don't think that the movie makers cr- communicated clearly enough that she did let it happen, and so I choose to believe that it's it, her true nature was that she was trying to stop her sister, just like she couldn't help herself but try to run faster than her sister at the beginning.
1: And I think that she was so hurt that she was trying to trade herself to a different team and then Kit got hurt because of it and she everything was just hurting so bad for her and her sister, she was like, this is her moment. Or maybe Kit really did was like, really did was like, that was good English. <laughs> really did try as hard as she possibly could. Finally was like, I'm gonna be my sister. And then she did.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I, that's kind of how I just, I always have thought about it because I think that there's, There's something to the idea of the quote-unquote lesser sibling uh, truly coming out on their own from the other one's shadow.
1: One time I headbutted David super hard because he made me so mad, and that was the first time I ever knocked him down. (laughs) That's my personal anecdote. (laughs) Um, so then at oh. the end they make up and Gina Davis is like, nah, bro, for real. I want to have babies. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave. And that was the best decision for her and Kit stayed on for a long time. Okay. Unpopular opinion. Your girl, Ellen DeGeneres. What's her name? Lori.
0: <laughs> Lori Petty.
1: She's a bad actress. <clears throat> I said it. Oh. She took me out of this movie many times. I just feel like she could not keep up with Gina Davis.
0: I have to say, I can't disagree.
1: You can't disagree. I cannot disagree. Yeah, she's not. She she mm, does take
0: you out of it. Yeah, she can't hold her own to Gina Davis no. in terms of the acting okay, department. Thank
1: you for <laughs> confirming that. Well, that was I, the weakest part of this movie was her.
0: And and I admitted, like I said, I th- I, I liked her and other stuff too. But like looking back now, those three movies that I listed, this one, Tank Girl, mm-hmm. and uh, she was also in Point Break, but then also Free Willy. So those four movies, couldn't name you another one. And that's because she hasn't like that was from the year 19, like 90 to 1994 or six. And then I can't like she's nothing. She's in nothing other than that. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. She was the only character to me that wasn't believable. I was almost like they should have cast the the sad army wife or the mom. Mm. You know, there Mm. was a lot of other (laughs) options. So to give her that big of a role. They took a chance. Luckily, the movie was amazing, so it didn't matter as much. But she was not good.
0: So, I, like I <laughs> said at the beginning, I think the women, or at least some of the women, at the end—maybe not the like main actresses—mimicking Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna and, and Gina Davis. Because I thought it was Gina Davis in old makeup, and it's not. Mm-hmm. But I am pretty sure at least the women that they filled out, sort of the the extras, so to speak, in those scenes where they are opening the. Uh, portion for them in the hall of fame. I'm pretty sure that those are like some of the actual legitimate women who played baseball in the forties. Uh, because back in 92, you could have still gotten them to be alive and be there.
1: That is very cool. Yeah. I wrote, did this actually happen?
0: I mean, not obviously, you know, artistic license, but yeah, the story of the American baseball league mm-hmm. and girls being, sorry, sorry. They say girls. I did think that was funny too. Um, all American girls, baseball league, not a girl in the bunch, all mm-hmm. women. Um, But yeah, that those women were, were, there were women's uh, leagues that were there to support things. I know that that was a real thing.
1: My only note that at the end was, they were all like, oh, how's you have a husband, you have a child. It's like, why did none of them stay in touch with each other over like 40, 50 years if they were that close?
0: Sorry, everyone. I just hit the (laughs) mic as I slapped a fly on my forehead. That was... (laughs) For those of you who got to watch us instead of just <laughs> listening, that had to have been very entertaining. Um, I think the answer to your question is you know, the internet wasn't a thing. Phones were a thing. Yeah, but like, you know, how much do you call people now? How much do you stay in touch with people now? Um, you know, you would have to write letters and that's a whole group of people. And, and, you know, they went off and lived their own lives. I could totally see how you would just sort of, especially for Gina Davis's character, where it's like, she came and only spent a year there. And clearly part of that character's story is she keeps downplaying her importance. She keeps thinking of it as like, it's this thing I did for a year. It's, I just did it once. But everyone else is like, no, Dottie, you were important. You were part of what made us.
1: Yeah. Uh, I agree. I'm also like, I like at the end, they were like, Hey aunt Dottie. So like they clearly Kit's kids knew Dottie. So it's not like they were yeah. estranged or anything. So that was good.
0: Yeah. I was glad for that. Cause they kind of leave it. Like it could have been that that's what happened is that they kind of never saw each other yeah. again, essentially when they, when they depart. If I could say the one thing, when you were talking about like family members, speaking back to the, like, was it a romantic subplot? Hmm. They, the, the filmmakers make a choice to say like, is your husband or is your husband joining us or, you know, where's your husband at or something? And she goes, oh, he passed, you know, two years back or something like that. And it was almost immediately after that that they show her looking at Jimmy Dugan, Tom Hanks's character's, like, picture. Mm. And they kind of linger on the, like, year that he died articulating that he's already dead and sort of like that was part of me that was like are they trying to show that it's like she was wondering maybe that this guy from 40 years ago she could hook up with now that her husband's dead but no he's dead too
1: hmm interesting i don't know the other thing the last note because this is a our this part of it is uh, as long as the movie is um not quite <laughs> the one thing that i didn't like that they didn't explore okay and I said this to you when we were watching it, but then now there's that new series. There's one 30-second scene where the ball Mm. goes over the fence and then a black woman comes and throws the ball extremely far, very clearly could have been on that team, but because she was black in the 40s, like obviously not allowed. Um, And I thought maybe they would explore that more, somehow get her on the team, but it just never, ever even comes back around literally ever in that movie. So I thought that was unsatisfying. However, I wonder if that was the impetus for the new League of her- Their Own TV series because she's clearly a character like her. There's a black character who they won't let even try out.
0: Yeah, I suspect that from what I've heard from some of the interviews and things like that even years ago before the, the show was available uh, from Abby Jacobson, it was kind of, they felt that the same way A League of Their Own was pushing an envelope for the 90s, because it's like it's all about these women who pushed the envelope back in the 40s who, as you said, kind of got regressed in the 50s and 60s. Uh, and then like in the 90s, it was this idea of like, oh, women can do things, too. And that was sort of, oh, we're going to make a movie that's all about women. We're going to have a female led movie that was an, an, a nearly all. Fe- I guarantee you this movie did not get, would not have gotten made in the 90s if they hadn't gotten Tom Hanks to sign on. Uh. They sold this movie to studios because Tom Hanks was like the bookable actor at the time. Otherwise, people have been like, ah, people don't want to see a movie about women just as funny as it is in the 40s. People don't want to watch baseball played by women. It's like, but that was the envelope being pushed at the time. Abby Jacobson kind of talked a little bit about like some of those things that she felt didn't get explored because it was the early 90s and it would have been not well received uh, popularly. To To do things like explore sexuality in there because I feel like there's some characters like obviously Rosie O'Donnell you know turned out some, some years later to come out and, and is gay and, and you know there's I'm sure there was some homosexuality on those teams because a lot of women you know I don't want to paint with a broad brush I feel like I was about to fall into the same stereotype that I take issue with in the new uh, TV series that they're kind of implying that every single one of them might be gay, uh, which I don't like. But then the other thing is is the, the, the race. I feel like, yeah, this new series seems like so far it is going to push the envelope further with regards to sexuality and with regards to race in ways that I don't know that could have been done in a single two hour movie, uh, let alone been sort of greenlit to be done back in the 90s.
1: That's a good point. Um, I also would like to say that Tom Hanks, even though you could look at that as like, oh, it's only because of Tom, Tom Hanks. Like, I feel like Tom Hanks did that on purpose. He's like, I know I'm Tom Hanks, but I want this story to be told.
0: I suspect because Tom Hanks
1: is is, a is pretty human.
0: Yeah, I really I <laughs> hope that a day never comes where he's one of these celebrities where something comes out where it's like, you know, he's actually been a horrendous human being this whole time because he really does feel like America's dad. He feels amazing like a genuine down-to-earth human being uh who i think would have picked projects like this and he would have read it and been like yeah i'd love to support women i'd love to support a woman led thing and then what really matters to him as an actor just being like oh it's a good script it's Mm -hmm. a good story like Mm -hmm. you've got a good director and some other good actors for me to play off of i'm there
1: tom hanks is one of the greatest humans of all time
0: i agree as far as i (laughs) know of him, i agree uh, an
1: actor yeah
0: um so so Would you renew your vows? And what is your heart rating? So, movie lovers, if you are new, I know we have some new listeners. By the way, welcome. Thank you for joining us. uh, If you've joined us from, you know, all of our other videos for reactions and whatnot that we've been doing, but... This is where we now will give our ratings. It's a zero to five hearts that is intended to be an objective measure of how good we think the movie is, and then a renew your vows. Would you watch this movie again? Uh, is a bit more subjective and has a lot more that goes into it. But Danny, what is your heart rating?
1: Yeah, dude, I'd give this like a hundo hearts
0: hundo hearts out of five
1: and obviously i would renew my vows i'm shocked Uh, that i haven't seen this movie yet before i'm 30 dang years old i am too and like really i wish i had seen this movie when i did my 30 for 30 because i do think it's one of the best movies ever created
0: (laughs) yes this movie okay movie lovers
1: it's so good
0: some of you know if you've been watching us long enough I have a literal list of movies that I wanted to get Danielle to watch. Was this on there? This has been on that list since, like, the first time I created it.
1: Yes. Which was, like, eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. like When we
0: first met each other, it started growing.
1: Okay, you were right.
0: Thank you. And the, and I just want to point out, like, there's some of those movies on that list that I wanted her to watch, but I know that she will never feel this way about. <laughs> this was one of them where I was like, I know that if she watches this, she will love this.
1: You're right. You're right.
0: And, and it really is. I think it's one of the, the greatest movies. I was going to give it a... You know, as I was sitting here thinking, i like, I'm trying to think about w- dinging it for things.
1: Like Kit as an actress. And that's
0: where like, but I don't know that that's enough for me to even pull it down a full 0.25. So I think I'm going to give this a five out of five.
1: Whoa. Is this your first five out of five we've ever done?
0: I think it might be. It like, took
1: three years.
0: This movie to me holds up but yes. like it truly and maybe it's because it's a period piece that it therefore makes it possible cuz mm-hmm. it's obviously referencing something that's you know way before timeless. this movie was made and and, and the, the themes I think are very much unfortunately timeless um and and yeah I think the acting is good I think the dialogue is good I think it holds up I Absolutely do renew my vows. I have seen this movie multiple times at various different times and I feel like it's just every couple of years it ends up getting put on. Uh, And yeah, it will get put on again. I'm certain that I will show it to our kids one day as well.
1: Maybe I'll be a peach for Halloween. Actually, I want to be the yellow one. (sighs) Dang it. Oh, were they they the Skokie, the Rockford, the Racine? They were the the Racine Racine. somethings. We'll figure it out.
0: All right, anyway, I may or may not have had a little bit of shifting happening. Uh,
1: Stop it, <laughs> movie lovers! This has been in love with movies. I'm Danny,
0: and I'm Nick. I
1: love you, Nick. I <laughs> love
0: <are> you, Danny. <laughs> and we love
1: you, movie lovers. Follow <laughs> us on all the social medias. Here's all the plugs. Blah 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 blah. Have a good day. Happy birthday! <laughs> what? <that? laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs>
0: Uh, do you want me to just put the plugs in later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <Goodbye.
1: laughs> Is it your birthday, girl? Cause you're looking like a present. Is <laughs> it your birthday, girl? Let's celebrate. Follow us on Twitter at the letter N, love with movies. On Facebook at slash with movies and love. And on Instagram and TikTok at at in love, underscore with movies.
0: You can email us at with movies in love, that's all one word, with movies in love at gmail.com to share your own love stories with us, suggest future love topics that you might want to hear us discuss, or just to say, Hey, we'd like to hear from you. Hey. All original music written and performed by Danny Smith with our theme song remixed by Paul Brandt.
1: And this whole podcast was produced and edited by my lovely husband, Nicholas Baldwin.
0: Special thank you to Ben Bear for Danny's Dingle, and Nick Stretchberry for our website and podcast art.
1: We did!